Hello. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I guess we'll never know. I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it... I, people just don't respond. I don't know <laughs> if we are... I can hear your phone notifications. This is so much. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know what? God will love you when. Sorry, I just couldn't be totally. I got completely distracted because I did not. I forgot to start recording until oh, just now. Oh, no. So, Damn. Okay. It'll be fine. That's be fine. Good. Well, welcome, welcome. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Welcome. Uh, we'll have to, like, do another intro. Or I don't know. That intro. I fine. listened to the first episode, and that intro. Not oh, bad, right? It. What did you say? Like, oh, my God, or something yeah. something in the midst of the clusterfuck of whatever that <laughs> just first like, oh mess God. was. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I, th- I think that would be a good intro, just personally. Do that. Anyway. Do that. Um, <laughs> the, the, Conditional love. Yeah, so I learned to, to that my inner narrative about um, unconditional love is hitched to, hinged to this belief of God who his love is of what I was told God was and then their love for me being extremely conditional. So then that translates to my, which the the type of love God has for you is taught to us as the definition of love. Yep. The definition of love, which if you actually look, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you look at the, um, <clears throat> the different types of love that there are and the different like the different words in every single language for love and what that means and then the different types of love that there is and how they're like Ooh, like different languages that sounds like like a deep dive oh it's really <laughs> fucking amazing because it's that you know this language uses this word for this type of love and it means the love between you know like a a parent and a child and this one means the love between two friends and they have different words for the different types of love whereas we just have love you know, and then even if you go back to the or if you look into the Bible, the Bible actually has multiple different um, words for the for the term love. That interesting. The, mm-hmm, like uh, the only one I can think of is agape love, I think, which is supposed to be like the the unconditional one mm. that we were taught. I, I don't quote me on this. <clears throat> Maybe I'll look it up for next week. That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun thing to look up. But the Bible, even the like mm. like the the Bible has multiple different. Um, definitions and and but the translators the people who translated the bible just mushed them all into one word which greatly changes the meaning of love when they're talking about it and so um which is also which is also uh one of the things used to debunk the whole god thinks homosexuality is the sin it's because you know that talks about the multiple different kinds of love that there is and that to just say that romantic love is the only love that exists and and that you know, two men can't have romantic love, and th- th- you know those, yeah. those kinds of two. Yes, because that's the one they always they always use the gay one. They always use the the the, the um like that is the cis worst man who loves cis men is always the yeah because that's you know God, I can't even like yeah get started on that. That's a deep dive. That's <laughs> that another deep, deep dive. dive. <laughs> um, but there, it, yeah. So then you have that narrative of that's what unconditional love is, and then they tell you that that's the type of love that. And the only kind of love that you're supposed to find and receive and give to one partner. I'm an advocate for poly 
relationships, by the way. <laughs> I'm not saying it is the way. I'm saying it is one of the ways yes. that you can exist in a relationship. And so for me, <clears throat> like the concept of them saying like you, there's only one other person. You're supposed to have unconditional love for them. But yeah, unconditional love that we were told this is unconditional love has incredible conditions. So guess what you do? You start putting conditions on your love for your partner. Guess what that becomes? Controlling and manipulative. And then you, you when you start seeing, which because this happened to me, I was in a, 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 in my first long term relationship. I look back on it now and I see when you start seeing the um, physical manifestations of that teaching happening in real time, and you realize that you're you are you think you're loving this person in the way that you've been taught, but what you're doing is controlling and manipulating them and 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 trying to get them to like this sounds so bad and it was bad but you're trying to get them to obey you because that's what you think love is yep and that's how you think relationships look like and it's um disgusting yeah you know it's disgusting yeah no interaction between two humans should be like that you know agreed but then you're you have this moment of like well that's not what love is so what is love then you're left with this void yeah because that is the question of everyone like everyone has that question of what is love and and what does the love mean between different people and what has love got to do with it <laughs> i've been wanting to say baby don't hurt me yes for so i was long. thinking that too <laughs> um, um yeah yeah uh what did that have to do with? <laughs> I have a tie-in. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So when we're talking about the importance of inner narratives, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about oh, that kind of that kind of yeah. long-term snowball um, effect that that affects so many aspects of life. That we're not just talking about like, oh, oh God, I have bad thoughts now. Yeah. Or I every time I see a gay person, I think they're bad, even though I'm queer too. Like, yes, those ha yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah. Um. So that's like, you know, level one of w what it is. But the deep, the deep rooted issues that it causes are things like that. It goes so yeah. much further. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy how much it affects i mean love is in every aspect of our lives i should be hopefully hopefully not should be it hopefully is an yeah. aspect in every part of your life mm -hmm. and if you don't have a firm relationship with it or understanding of it or a definition of it what it looks like how it feels that is going to determine what relationships you will tolerate what behavior and how you are treated like and that mm -hmm. all, that deeply affects your inner dialogue, how you talk to yourself, how you see yourself. I love what you, you talked about, what type of relationships you'll receive, because that is one of the things that happens when you create those inner narratives. It starts not only te like it starts not only dictating how you behave in your life, but also what behaviors you allow in your life yeah and and you know how they I, I i read something that uh recently that said like whatever your love language is the mm -hmm. <clears throat> your whatever love language it is the your like your the how you treat your if you treat if you have a, a bad inner narrative like the opposite is how you treat yourself if you're self-deprecating so if your love language is like acts of service 
I can't, I'm not quoting this right, but like if you're looking for service, you don't do things for yourself. You don't have self care. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so that's how I think it really, inner narratives really, um, uh, can really screw us up. Damn. The opposite, what, like the opposite of what we think we're doing is what we allow in our life. Damn. That just kind of blew my little mind. Cause I, that's exactly how, how it is. Cause mm-hmm. my, like one of my love languages is like doing things for people, like those acts of service and also like words, like verbally. Yeah. Like telling someone how yeah. much they mean to me. And I don't receive either of those things from myself. I mean, I hadn't. I feel like I feel like things are changing. Yeah, one day at a time, kind of thing. But yeah, it's a it's a powerful realization. Yeah, isn't it? when you realize that um, the thing that you're missing or weren't taught. Is the th- is the negative behavior you're allowing, and they're connected yeah. two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We've gathered ourselves a little bit. We feel good. We're we're doing things. We're right. Uh, we're you know. I... Let's take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. My brain actually functions better on a lot of caffeine, but my mouth does not. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot to jumble. Yeah. To <laughs> in- interpret for everyone. <laughs> so, so, so we're kind of, I'm still learning. Like we've got like the basics of how to do this radio show kind of like down, like the basics, basic, basics, mm-hmm. you know, how to make sure the sound is playing through the radio and how to make sure our mics are on and off sometimes when yeah. we're playing music. But I'm wanting to learn to do it more efficiently and, and yeah. better and, and more pr- as more pr- as uh, professional, quote unquote, as yeah. I can. And so I'm adding new layers into it. And I've, so I've got like my laptop set up that has the schedule and the songs I want to play and I'm updating like lists on there and then I'm but I'm actually have to play the song on this computer and I have to remember which mics and which buttons to turn on and off and raise up and down you're so refining it's a lot. the process yeah, yeah so I'm trying to refine it so just bear with us a little bit so I apologize for that yeah <laughs> but yeah um inner narratives is what inner, we're talking about inner narratives I don't know I mean it's like it might be a little too deep but I no such thing <laughs> I have mentioned that I've been seeing a new therapist and that it's been very, um, very changing, yep. life changing for me, perspective changing mm-hmm. of how I see myself. And I feel I I would like to share a story from that because it Please. was kind of like a guided meditation of how it, how it went down. Mm-hmm. And, but all of this was happening in my head. Like they were, they like did some breath work with, like calming me down and getting me grounded and and so excuse me uh we i visualized a place with all of my parts and so i don't know if you for those of you that don't know what ifs it's like internal family structures or systems therapy where um you it's believed to have that we have many different parts so like one of the parts is that one of them takes care of our everyday needs like they're the managerial 
part and then there's like the wounded or like the um moody teenager and then like the hurt toddler or the i don't know like all of these different stages in life where trauma can happen those are like the different parts that are operating and they they have a perspective and so basically i visualized a place with all of my parts Mm -hmm. meeting in the same place and like as entities yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like so each 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 section. I'm. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to clarify yeah. so that I can understand. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you say parts, I immediately think like parts of your body, like 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 chakras or energies or or. But you're talking about like stages in your life, or or parts of your development per se that you can, that you can that are, that you have or can suffer trauma from from, and then you're visualizing them as entities meeting at the same place. Yeah. So similar to. Like, let's say you're placed in a stressful situation. If you allow the um, moody teenager to rule how you behave in a stressful situation, you would probably yell and, like, stomp out of the room or something. Uh, You know what I mean? Yes. But if you are... uh, And often those of us that go through trauma operate in the manager parts Mm -hmm. so they are very structured you do this and you do that and you do it perfect and if you don't do it and the harsh critic is part of this with the one that says you know you can't like what you did is stupid or you look ridiculous don't don't move don't breathe don't be a target you know yeah um Yeah, yeah, yeah be quiet be still all of that um and uh and so it's almost like different people these parts are different does that make sense yourself? yeah yeah so yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. and depending on which part is running the show yes essentially that determines how you see a situation how you feel about a situation how you respond mm-hmm. all of these things and so in this place that that all of these people and there was like for example um i'll just i'll just keep going in the story sure, and it'll do. it'll help it clarify sense. a little bit it makes sense to me i'm following by the way yeah thank you good, you. good. thank you um mm-hmm. but uh, please interrupt for any questions or okay. clarifications um so we were in this grove of trees and it was beautiful they were all birch trees it was a perfect circle in the center of it was this stone that had some like crystallization on it it was pretty cool looking and one of the few like there were entities or energies in in the in this grove of trees but there was they they were more smoky and like figureless but okay. but one of the clearest parts mm-hmm. was a little girl like a 7ish year old girl wow. and she was very interested in the rock okay and so I ultimately got, you know, I was like, I wanted to ask her what she was looking at. And so non-verbally, she like invited me over and I kind of like floated over and, and I, you know, she like pushed back the grass from the rock and there were all these insects and a ladybug and spiders and ants and shit. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God didn't realize I was holding my breath in um <laughs> the and so like learning about 
all of these parts and like and and again all of this is in my mind it's like a, like visual vis 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 wow. visualization wow visualization that Thank was you. a hard word what the hell <laughs> again the math has got a lot to do <laughs> yeah lots of lots of caffeine i'll drink some more um no water and 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 so there was um we got to like peeling back more of of what other parts were there and i and i you know we got to talking about how truth is in the body and how the body isn't to be trusted because with the truth like you can't really so okay making that a little bit clearer yeah the body is the physical entity uh -huh. so that is automatically sin or that is wrong oh so we're 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 um we're we're switching over to like the the idea christian ideology the, the, the religious ideology M more of like what what the ideology has been instilled in me yes okay, and cool. why i have so many blocks with my physical body mm -hmm. yes i disassociate a lot yeah um I'm sh I, uh, spoiler alert. I'm a trans man, um, and so like this identity of being in a body that is very, like, not really quote unquote medically male or medically female, uh -huh. which are very limiting words. It's not not our terms theirs. Not our terms theirs. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard to operate in such an ambiguous body. Yeah. And it is also really empowering because there's no one else out there like yeah. me, you know? Yes, totally. And that's how, ev even if you do have a body that is quote unquote standard for your sex or gender, yeah. they are also extremely different, you know? Um, I don't know how I digress down here. But anyway, so no, blocks on with my body. You can't digress if we never start out with a point. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of this show. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, so with the body being taught that it is automatically sinful, like having a body, period, you are yeah. sin. Um, there's yeah. no point in trying to better your situation because you are always going to be in this yeah. sinful state. So the body isn't to be trusted. Ah. Does that make more sense? Yes. They're so, connecting. They're yes. Connecting. Yes. So um, the inner dialogue things are connecting. Um, so, <laughs> so if you want to visualize my inner dialogue, it's about 17 children about the age of four running around. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, ah. my God. Um, yeah, no, they uh, they would not do well in a grove of trees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just in this moment. That's just the one of the. And did, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to derail you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so, so with the body not being able to be trusted, there is also a truth in the body, in the physical, that cannot be hid very well. Like, if it's physical, it just is. Like, you can't really hide even like a pen you can't hide a pen very well because it will still exist and so with this in okay. inability to not hide the truth in its physical form it the body that it i got derailed <laughs> were you watching me doing something on the computer maybe i'm sorry it's okay i'm trying to be discreet and like look up songs for our song no. breaks because you're talking about the body so i thought of um i am the body beautiful from from 
uh, why am I too Wong Fu? Thank oh. you for everything. Yeah. Oh so then I was God. like, well, I got to look up that song for the song break. And then I was doing something, but that wasn't listening to you. And then you were watching me do something that's not listening to you. So I'm so sorry. That's okay. I actually got my way back as you were talking. Yay! So perfect. Yeah, that was the goal. Yes. Um. So, so these truths have to be, there has to be something done with these truths. Yeah. They can no longer be ignored. And that's ultimately what was happening is that I was acknowledging parts of my body that I hadn't been in tune with mm-hmm. because so, so, so there was a part that was, it seemed like I like me as Emerson yes. and it's hard to, it's very philosophical, this like separation of parts and me. I'm loving it. I'm loving this whole I'm so glad. This whole train of thought. This <laughs> I'm whole, so yeah, glad. I'm fucking loving it. Please um, continue. Yeah. So, so this. So I realized this is what led to this string of thought. Mm-hmm. So it, I realized that I, Emerson, was also another part. Like I had fused the two. That I was a part and not like one of many parts. If that makes sense. So this mm-hmm. part that I had internalized was. The mm. part of my body, like the role okay. that my body was playing in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And this part was not the same, like, smoky, figureless person. It was this, like, geometric, angled, like, harshly shaded with either black or white, but no gray. Wow. It's, wow. Right? And so with this, it. I also visualized it in this room that was like a very dark room with just a single light over it. And it's just kind of huddled in there. Mm -hmm. And so we invited this part into this grove of trees and the rest of the parts noticed the entrance, like a little, what the fuck are you doing? Uneasy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just like who invited you? Like they weren't upset by it, but they were just like, and that I'm surprised you're here. <laughs> clarification. That was that re- kind of represented your truth. Like the yeah. truth, the truth cuz it's your body. Yeah. It's the thing that can't be denied because it's what you're living with and existing in currently. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I didn't get that from that originally, but yes, that is exactly it. That this that this part is now included in all of me. Uh, uh, I'm I, I legitimately I wish you could like touch my arms I have, like goosebumps <laughs> of just the concept of like your the truth the 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 solid entity that you're existing with now having to reconcile with the traumatized child the angry child the the neglected child the, the prepubescent teen, yes, the, the after puberty teen, the 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 teenager that realizes they're not what they are currently, but doesn't know what it is. The 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 adult struggling with their th- th- this is now turned into me. Yeah, yeah. You know their sexuality and feeling defeated and feeling worthless and feeling but you know, all of like like me today currently having to walk into a room of all of those people and like reconcile with them, sit down, have a conversation with them, apologize to them thank them all of these oh god yeah so that's yeah it's amazing a lot it's a lot wrench heart wrenching i'm assuming yeah Mm -hmm. and and i mean 
I can like deep dive into sim- the symbology of all of this and yeah. and at some level I'm like this is so cliche but like this is what my mind came up with this yeah. is the inner these were all of this was spurred by questions from another person yeah and my eyes were closed which I realized is another thing I don't like having my eyes closed when I know other people can watch me because of prayer Yes. Because people were looking around to seeing if my eyes were closed. Anyway, that was a little deep dive. No, that's um, a, that's a uh, that's a great insight. I, I I relate to that. Yeah. A lot about yeah. the, the praying having to be having to be performing at all times, including the times that you weren't aware of your surroundings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The having to be still. Mm-hmm. Yes. And reverent. And and positioned correctly and yep. postured correctly and all that. Yeah. For me, it was very much. Like you're saying someone was watching like God. I mean, other people in church were watching. Yeah. To make sure you were doing it right. I never realized until this moment, but cross like folding our hands Mm -hmm. was not seen as like real praying that you (laughs) had to cross your arms because that was like a more, I mean, physical representation of your commitment to this prayer, I guess. Ours was like kneeling. If you were like, like you were like kneeling, of yeah, course. Yeah, like like <laughs> kneeling. Like people, you know, my dad prayed a lot standing up because he had really a really bad back. You know, things like that. There were exceptions. People like to walk like around one and stuff. knee sometimes. Yeah, but it really was kind of even him. I remember him painfully trying to kneel because he wasn't really praying if he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so going going back to, to my little story. Yes. <laughs> um, your beautiful, amazing story <laughs> and insight, this extremely personal insight into your life. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I've been like, I haven't really said it to anyone else as fully as I am explaining mm-hmm. it now. I feel honored, and as I'm sure our listeners do. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. And uh, I mean that. Yeah. Um, thanks. Um, so this part enters the grove, and the other parts are are noticing it mm-hmm. and and so the question was asked if there was something we can do that would help the other parts trust this the body part oh okay yeah and and it was that they just wanted more softness they wanted the sharp edges to be softened wow. but that barrier is what was protecting them and that like the harsh boundaries was safety. And so there's nothing coming in with those barriers. Yeah. But with that, there's also nothing going out. But so the barriers, the harsh edges was protecting you from them. Right. It was protecting. So with the separation of me from this part, Mm -hmm. this part had all of the harsh edges because it it needed protecting from external mm-hmm. attacks yeah yeah and years of trauma and 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 keeping things that that can that can make you hurt that can that can of crumble you shoving yeah. this part into this yeah. dark room mm-hmm. yeah. ultimately like isolating it yes. harshly yes. from everything else mm-hmm. it, just to like connect it back putting my body like the physical pain and pleasure into a room where it should not be touched yeah so with this part and its harsh edges nothing was going like it's safe with 
with those barriers because nothing is going to attack it. Mm -hmm. But there's also nothing going out. Yeah. And there's nothing coming in. There's no good coming in. You're keeping yourself away from the bad, but you're also keeping yourself away from the good. Yeah. Yeah. And and a, a really meaningful part, a element to this mm -hmm. is that with that idea that nothing is going out, that's how I feel about speaking a lot of the time. Yeah. That that it's not a loss that I'm not speaking because there's nothing coming out. Yeah. And wow. so it's like realizing that I didn't see that as a loss, that my contributions were not a loss. I so cried like, for them. Like you don't matter, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't I don't like it no one's no one's gonna benefit from me talking, so no one's losing anything from me not talking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That makes me want to cry. I, I, I've never like really cried for myself before. Oh yeah. And I, I just felt so bad for this part that mm -hmm. they felt that way because they're so wrong. They are yeah. so wrong. They are. They are. Yeah. And so we visualize this, like sh this baggage or this, like for lack of a better word, trauma if we visualize the sharpness that existed in this part as something to be contained or put into a box somewhere. Mm -hmm. So we visualized it into, I visualized it into a glass jar and it really looked kind of like it was a liquid still, but it almost looked like, I don't know if you ever watched I doubt you watch Nickelodeon, but that like slime, how it's like, no, I know what you're talking definitely about. Definitely liquid, yeah. but not, quite a solid either yes. yeah so that in in a black form in a glass jar oh 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 i'm sorry i have a really great uh, yes. visualization for that yeah there is this substance and i can't remember what it is and i don't remember what it's called but it's uh it's like slime it, it, it looks like slime and it's a liquid and um if you pick like if you if uh harsh fast force comes at it it solidifies it's a solid but if you pick it up, it's a liquid. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's, that's what, yeah. Literally exactly it. Like it would stay together in the jar, mm -hmm. but it would like it, it was harder to push yes. through or yeah. like, yeah, like the like faster. If you punch wow. it, if you punch it, it's going to be a, a solid surface. But if you, if you put your fingers into it, it's going to be like slime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. So, okay. Whoa. So that in this glass jar, and so the part now is more like an inky, like it looked mm -hmm. like water was mixing with ink. Gotcha. So it was still black and still like, mm -hmm. but more mixed around yeah. and less harsh. Like it was very like genderless. And all mm -hmm. of these figures are just kind of like blobby creatures. Yeah. Like there's nothing really gendered about them except for the little girl who little is girl. very much she. Yeah. Um, but, and so this part, wanted to bury this thing uh, they wanted to put it under the stone in in this grove of trees the girl wanted to the pu the, the the part part the inky part wanted to bury the harshness yeah. in the jar yeah got it in under the stone in oh. this grove of trees that the little girl was looking at mm -hmm. and so they bury it and they you know it's like they feel lighter like they're scared but and and it was funny too that all the parts came around to watch it being buried like they had to make sure that it was yeah that, that it was, was gone. actually happening yeah. yeah that they were safe yeah 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 
yes wow. that they felt safe mm-hmm. wow um yeah and then and so it was like this realization of that this like harshness or this baggage or the trauma isn't necessarily to be ignored mm-hmm. like it's still very much there in that grove yeah but that it it has a perspective that is valid and that has grounds to exist and I guess so so when we first started with the calming down session we looked into different parts of the body and in my lower abdomen like right where my uterus was Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that was where this part this geometric inky part was residing in wow and and we invited it to exist somewhere else like is there anywhere else that it would rather be my god this is like I'm seriously like tearing up. This is so powerful. Oh, this oh. is so powerful. And so, where it wanted to be was in my throat. Your voice. Oh, this is. Which is like. That's amazing. That's. I'm tearing up too. That's Fuck. so beautiful. <laughs> like. Oh my god! Just uh, th- like. Oh. Like the thing that like represents your pain, but like also is you is your truth was existing in a part of your body that wasn't your truth wasn't authentic. And you were able to like take that and put it somewhere that you where you needed you needed it to be to live to that to to speak up for yourself to I mean, our voices are powerful, most powerful method against these inner narratives. Yeah. Yeah. And as I mean, this is not only a trans thing. Many yeah. people that go through puberty that deepens their voice know that that transition, that crackly transition, is um, really anxiety-inducing. Yeah, totally. And on on the podcast, Mormons on Mushrooms, Doug was sharing his experience of when that was first happening and how his dad was like, don't say, like, don't change what what is happening to your voice Mm -hmm. because it's making it's like throwing off the composition of the song like they were doing christmas caroling or something yeah and and how much anxiety he had with how deep and rumbly and like in his body Mm -hmm. his voice was and i never realized that that is how i feel or how i felt and so it's it's interesting that where i both have anxiety and i also feel a lot of confidence in Mm -hmm in my transition is how deep my voice is. I love how deep my voice is. Uh, your voice is fantastic, yes. But it's also very different from <laughs> the higher toned voice that I had before. And so yeah. it's like now this part is residing in the part of the body that is not only like a, the, the, I mean, it's a powerful part of the body. There's a chakra there. Yeah. It's like the transition of, physical and verbal if that makes sense like it's the yes. mouthpiece of yes. what what is happening inside of your body like that's where it's coming out it feels that the, the the visual and this could be for me not this could be like me interpreting your experience mm-hmm. for myself you know 
but it the way I'm seeing it and hearing it is that like you took the spiritual like you finally got to transition the spiritual part of your body like like Ooh, you know what I'm saying yeah like like <laughs> oh and, and, and I'm not trying to speak I'm not trying to dictate your experience this is like again an interpretation of of a of, of view of visual visualization for me yeah um um being able to literally like take um your truth your your spirit like who you are your 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 soul and like transition it literally transition it from where something or someone else decided it belonged <sighs> and putting it where you you like really taking control of your soul and putting it where you want it to be and where it needs to be and like how that you're Whoa. like you having a trouble with your voice and speaking out was like the universe's way of being like hey like i know who you are and 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 i know what your truth is so like let's put this there i've always known what your truth is um but now i know what my truth is yeah so i like let's help each other yes. almost i've always one of the things i've said that um I said this I, I, so f ironically. I said it when I was a um, when I was a, a youth pastor, was that our biggest strengths lie within our weaknesses, and yes. and so when we and what I've learned that to mean for me is that when I'm really struggling with something, when I'm really having a hard time with something, or if I'm feeling particularly insecure or self-deprecating about something, that that is the trauma trying to subdue um my 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 superpowers you yeah know, my the things that make me authentic the things that make me amazing and beautiful my my superpower that's just what i call them my superpower it's trying to like like um subdue that mm -hmm. and so when yeah. we like when we have those times why am i feeling so bad about this why am i having a hard time with why you know like why can't i just be different we about look anything in yeah exactly and when you really dig deep into that you're realizing oh that's just it's a superpower you know like trauma is our arch nemesis and that's the superpower it's trying not to allow yeah. to be because we would be you know we would have all the things that trauma doesn't want us to have you know yeah. joy and, and and peace and and you know all of these all of the all of the good things exactly and as you were s saying what your what you would say as a pastor i a, a phrase another phrase that has helped me in my inner dialogue to myself is that my weakness my weaknesses are my strengths yeah so i might hate that i am a very 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 sensitive person to sounds to bright lights to this and that but in those situations what often happens unsafe things yeah so like that's a, a very like sh simple example yes, totally but yeah but that like the sensitivity that you have both physically and emotionally is very likely to be your superpower yeah yes oh, but, absolutely I agree. but trauma tells you otherwise that you should have done this and you should have done that and you should be this way and you should be that way because I mean, that's society, that's yeah. our parents, that's religion, that's a whole bunch of different voices telling you that you should be different than you are. I really, I, I you know, um, uh, uh, 
how my brain my my brain process things. I say it <laughs> works only in musicals and magic and movies. I'm gonna <laughs> add movies to that. Music musicals, magic, and movies. But I think of um, uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie? I saw the w- the first one. There's only s- one Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Not okay, Captain so America. Captain God. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I almost Do said you Captain blame America. Me? There are a thousand. No, there are <laughs> 14 different people named Captain. Yeah. Um, uh, movies named Captain, I mean. Uh, but the, have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the premise is that she's literally like a human star. Like she's <sighs> incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. And as soon as like these people realized it, they immediately limited her power because they knew how powerful she was and that she could like completely destroy them. They're a bad company, bad organization. I mean, limited her power and then told her it came from that. Her power came from them and that they could always, that they could take it away at any time. And when she finally realized that she removed this inhibitor that was on her neck and for their safety. Yes. For their, they wanted to, she was still powerful, more powerful than most people with the, with the inhibitor. And they wanted to control her and make her work for them. And to me, that is how I view what trauma does. We always, I always are used to think that trauma destroys parts of us or destroys our superpowers or takes away what we're good at. And it doesn't, it reforms it. Mm -hmm. It just repurposes it. It subdues it. And then like a lot of times what religion is, is responsible for is not religion can't change who you are in the sense that it can't make you less powerful. It can convince you one that you're not as powerful as you think you are. And two, that the only reason you are worth or good at or powerful in any capacity is because of them. And if you walk away from religion, Jesus, etc., you will no longer have power. And even if you walk, and then if you come out of that, for me, when you come out of that, um, that, that environment, the narrative the inner the inner narrative is still there that my power was it's like a well i don't believe in jesus but jesus was the source of my power so now i don't have it like how those two realities exist parallel yeah in my brain yeah you know that i like, mean it sounds very synonymous where someone is telling you because they want to feel safer that you don't have as much yeah. power as you do yeah and so you believe that you internalize it and so when you leave those perspectives when you decide that you do have more or when you see when you realize that you do have more power those it's not as simple as yes. that yeah that those beliefs are still very much in your mind but that it's it's I don't know. There was a lot more there than I thought. I no, had, there's a lot there where that the, a lot of times I think we talked about it like in our stories in our first few episodes about how removing being freed from the environment and the situation does not automatically mean that all of. Yeah, that's the whole point. We're talking about inner narratives. It does yeah. not mean that everything that was done to us and everything that we learned goes away. Yeah, because we're not in that environment environment anymore. I mean, I'm. I'm 38 years old and I'm still working on getting my, my abusive father's voice out of my head telling me that I'm this or that or this or what, or trying to, you know, like I still do things like don't leave a dish somewhere or else my dad will scream at me. I still don't leave dishes places because I'm afraid my dad will scream at me. My dad, I have, my dad's not where I, my dad's not there, but it's that, that inner narrative that can, is still, 
dictating what I do, even though I don't believe it. Just because you don't believe something does not mean it's not still affecting how you live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the power of inner narratives. And, and the, the, you know, the flip side to that is that we, we have control. We can regain control of our inner narratives. Yeah. We can work to change those. We can work to determine um, what our na- inner narratives can be. We like with assistance. I'm not talking. This isn't again. This isn't a you've got the power in yourself. It's it's a combination. It's a combination. Let's, let's make that real. But I I mean, I would not have had this experience without a professional. Yes. I want to make that very clear yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I don't like these 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 um these narratives these yeah. rhetorics of like everything you need inside of you yeah well it may be but i don't know how to access it yes i don't know how to get there yes i don't know how to undo the trauma because even if you are a star even with the knowledge that you are a star let's mm-hmm. just take captain marvel shall we love it that you are a star and you have been told that you do not have as much power as you do you realize you do have this much power but you don't necessarily know how to control it and so you either need to figure out what you can do yourself which works for a lot of people but mentoring yeah having a someone that has seen through a little bit more shit than you have has experienced a little bit more than you have is game-changing yeah it's a it's ultimately like a safety net Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, having an inhibitor on your neck and pulling that and inhib- being able to reach back and pull that inhi- inhibitor off your neck like Captain Marvel did is a wonderful, uh, is a wonderful um, uh, visual for a movie that has yeah. a two hour limit. Right. But in real life. Yeah. It's not that easy. Yeah. We don't know what the inhibitor is. We don't know where it is. We don't know how to get it off. We don't know what happened when we'll take it off. We don't know who put it there, why it's there or what it is. We have to go to a professional to find out what is that inhibitor? Why is yeah. it there? Who put it there? Oh, I didn't even know I had that inhibitor. You know, yeah. like it's th- we need we need that. And and I like the symbology of that removing the inhibitor is like leaving the church. Yeah. But I think that walking away from the system of the church is more is a better visualization because the inhibitors and some people realize that they're there as they're walking away. Mm-hmm. Some people learn about them later in life, you know, years after they've left the church and they're still terribly miserable. Absolutely. They the realization that that inhibitor is there and can be removed are two are two very like and then how to uh, do it. And how to do it mm-hmm. and how to live without it are all very like so individual with the timing yes. and the placement. It's not going to happen in that order. It's not going to happen in equal times from each other. Like yeah. all of that is is so unique. Yeah. At very different steps, very different times, very different for each person. And you learn, you know, it's it's it completely independent of each other. And it all happens for a reason. I hate this. Hate. I hate that saying. I hate it. But hate like, it. okay. You can make a reason out of everything that happened. That's how I feel is better. That, exactly. There is reason in everything that happens. You can find reason you can find in everything reason. that happens. That's how, I'm not yes. correcting you. Yeah. I'm telling you that that's my inner, inner narrative because yeah. I hate that everything happens for a reason because I 
trigger warning. Oh, we didn't do our trigger warnings. Oh. Oh shit. I'll put them. I'll. I'll yeah. put it in post. But sorry Maybe about that. Maybe by the time we're editing this, we will have like some recorded like the same thing that we have everything over and over. We also didn't do our disclaimer. <laughs> so oh yeah <laughs> we'll read I that find, okay whatever maybe it's time for a break i don't it know it is time for a break but to um, finish to, to finish. finish this thought um i hate that everything happens for a reason trigger warning assault a uh, 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 sexual assault topic coming up next mm-hmm. i was sexually assaulted as a child as a child multiple times ongoing for years and believing that everything happens for a reason and that that the whole uh god you know knows everything that's going to happen and and everything happens for a reason and we blah 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 i hate that fucking narrative yeah. because that tells me that someone was okay with that happening to me and i don't believe that and i don't yeah. i'm not going to believe that yeah and 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 so the, i i had a conversation with someone after i'd left the church about how um they said you know i said they said I had at that time I said I don't believe I'm I don't believe in God I don't believe in I can't believe in God and they and I said because I experienced this as a child um and I've gone through everything and all of the stuff that I went through and they s- responded with very very lovingly with well isn't it possible that God is the one that gave you the strength to go through this and I said and I said no mm. I said I can't believe that I said because if I believe in God then I have to believe that and I believe that I have to believe God was okay with everything that happened to me as a kid. Ooh, I'm not willing to do that. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. And they were like, valid. That's valid. Yeah. I guess, I guess the, I completely derailed your narrative and I'm no, so sorry. No, no, no. I, I do want to clarify that when I say everything happens for a reason, everything in your timeline that you are controlling happens for a reason. I what you're in control of that makes sense Mm. i get that Uh, it's and that's and that's a differentiation of what their meaning of everything happens for a reason what happens to you what people do to you and that's the same thing of like we've signed up for this existence so whatever happens is just what happens that is not accurate we did not sign up for the true moments of being a victim no those moments are not like there's so much fluidity in human nature, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty unpredictable and predictable in a lot of ways, but pretty unpredictable is what they're capable of. Yeah. And so that I don't believe is part of this whole grand plan. No. I or that there even maybe is one. If I mean who knows. Yeah. There's you a know, lot of philosophy going on break. here. Yeah. <laughs> in that song is seriously so amazing um and you were telling me the the meaning of it the origin of it yeah so it was she wrote it for a queer friend who was struggling to come out and so she wrote it for them to be brave (laughs) i get goosebumps every time with that song it's just they're a gem they're a gem they're a blessing to this world yeah um so i want to add one more little tiny tidbit of this therapy session yeah um which just kind of like i feel like i i guess i want to know your input on on it or like i don't know like your additions and your perspectives are very uh helpful and enlightening so yeah um so the after 
after this part buried the gooey inkiness mm-hmm. under the stone yeah that the little girl was very interested in and how like she was very curious as to how the like the the connection between the stone and the earth which is also very symbolic of like yeah i was actually wonder about, wondering about the same thing what the connection between the stone and the earth was oh my god so i'm, I'm glad that you clarified that because you talked about in the beginning and you were like they lifted up the stone and there was the bugs and i'm like what does that symbolize i know it symbolizes something wow yeah, yeah. so i mean i don't the earth is often like the symbolized as the feminine or the okay um, like the birthplace of Creator, a lot of yeah creation. yeah like the catalyst for a lot of okay. things and so in in burying this or like in disrupting the little ecosystem that was happening by burying this harshness the little girl yeah. was upset by it she was a little hurt that they didn't ask for permission to she bury this. W- and so she was upset by how disturbed everything was and how all the little insects. And so, but even in saying that, even in voicing that, she understood that they will come back, that life yeah. will continue on, that it wasn't it, that big of a deal. But that just it will balance out. But just asking for consent. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, it really is beautiful. Sorry, I got distracted by the lights. That's okay. <laughs> These lights are blinking that I don't know what it means. We ju- I mean, it just goes to show how we need to ask consent within ourselves and also outside of ourselves. Consent is not only outward, it's also inward. It's yeah, very inward. Like, are you okay with, am I okay with, am I okay to process this at this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Am yes. I okay to, to feel this? Is it okay to do this right now? Yeah. That's really beautiful. I really love that. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Mm. It was very personal inner inward consent. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I mean, just talking more grandly about this experience, it was very similar to being on mushrooms. Just that like other, like tapping into another energy that didn't really come from me, but it did. Like I was more of an instrument of it or Mm -hmm. it was just more flowing through me. Mm -hmm. But that's like, that's the whole fucking point of this is that we are mouthpieces for what grander things are happening and you can believe in whatever god or whatever you want whatever if it's a person or if it's more of an energy which is what i believe in like i believe the earth is is the deity Mm -hmm. of this existence at least like she has so much more to teach us but that there is also things in the cosmos that we are just playing a part in you know oh absolutely yeah totally but um but yeah that 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 flows through us and that we can be tools for other people in healing is is more meaningful like is what i mean yeah is that we are tools for other people in helping yeah just saying things out loud being brave just saying what you want to say (sighs) thanks john mayer (sighs) no thanks i was quoting sarah burrellis yes (laughs) (laughs) say what you need to say that's where i went oh got it got it got it but no i've heard john mayer is not very nice so i don't i don't know anyways i don't know not the point (laughs) um you know it want the 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 thread 
that was kind of like weaving through all of this is that how you were talking about this whole experience was to like move to get your voice to 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 find that power in your voice and I always I have a really difficult time with I don't feel like I'm one of the things I struggle with is that I don't feel like I'm doing enough there's like yeah. I have experienced so much pain and trauma and hurt in my life and I know that if I have experienced that much that people have experienced as much or more and um, I don't want to say worse I want to say yeah. more yeah um, and that there's so much pain out there and I just never feel like I'm doing enough to 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 help it you know yeah and I have a, a really big responsibility to do that to help with as, oh, yeah. as much pain and and um, it was kind of like a, a reminder and a reinforcement that like we are doing something like we're using our voice yeah you know like we're we're you know we talk I, you know I, I said that the, the voices our voices you know voices are one of the most powerful tools for to to combat to combat inner narratives yeah negative inner narratives and here we are doing it and yeah it's really you know like so like just talking just speaking is not just speaking or talking it's, it's yeah it's a big deal like um uh uh i always i i talk about how i like to talk often and, and normalize um topics that are typically taboo or uncomfortable yeah. because the more normalized they are the more people will talk about them the more comfortable they will be with that subject the more likely they are to um search for help or 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 find that help because they're it's not you're not you know yeah like, you're never alone it's not in secret, the best way yeah secrecy <laughs> and, and and isolation like is is one of the mo yeah. really powerful tools that that you know, shame and guilt guilt and shame is, is 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 it you know shaming you into thinking that that's bad and then you don't talk about it and you don't yep. really help you know yeah so. yeah and and it's the idea that you have to reach thousands and millions of people to make a difference no. but in simply in existing how you are period yeah no quality needed that that is making a difference yeah. that living your truth from the origins and honoring your story like all like you're doing it literally you're living your life purpose yeah. right now yeah by speaking out loud being authentic is the biggest Ugh. form of rebellion you know like when you think so, i know a yeah. lot of times a lot of times that i get very angry and i want to like i feel like s someone something needs to be punished for what happened to me and yeah. I'm realizing that being authentic is is the biggest being authentic and living my authenticity is the best way of of you know getting back at revenge you know getting back at giving the finger to that mm, yeah, trauma exactly or traumatizer or whoever you yeah. know whoever or whatever is plaguing you that yep. is there was I totally but that you. that's that's the rebellion against yes. that that entity one of the songs that played in the and when i was doing the mother tucker show um was praying by kesha and i kind of like heard a, a line from that song again for the first time kind of thing you know yes and it said I love that those when i'm done with you they won't even know your name and Ooh. i was like oh my god like that was so powerful that it wasn't like i'm gonna get back at you i'm gonna beat you up i'm gonna do all these things i'm gonna hurt you i'm gonna hurt the people around you it's you that won't even be worth naming no one will know you uh. You will. I will be living my authenticity. Authenticity. I will be succeeding. I will be happy. I will be living my life. 
and no one will even fucking know who you are. And that's the beauty of of being so firm in who you are and not saying fuck you to everyone who's yeah. different. Yeah. It's that like indifference of like this is my reality and I am not going to waver on it, but I know that you have yours and you are not going to waver on it and there is a healthy indifference there. Of yeah. course, not always that you know but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but just that like you can be empowered in yourself without saying fuck you to everyone else yeah like and sometimes or tearing down other people too oh yeah tearing someone else down is never lifting yourself up yes but by by being who you are you are saying fuck you to those people you know yeah the ones that hurt you yes. you are doing that yes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. I think we're at a point in our podcast where we're ready to do the, we're going to draw, we like to draw a tarot card. We're getting to the end here. We got to wrap up. Yeah. Um, uh, um, so I was fiddling with the deck. I'm sure yeah. y'all have heard. Um, I was fiddling with the deck as we were speaking this last little section. <laughs> so the card that I pulled is a reversed King of Swords. Reversed? Reverse? I don't think this... The the explanation for this deck doesn't do reversed. That's fine. Because usually the reversed is just like, as it states, the opposite of what the yeah. meaning is. Like either you're struggling with this or you need... Um, There's a block there. Yeah. Somewhere. Or like something is going to happen that you are going to need this, blah, 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 whatever. Did you say King of Swords? King of Swords. King of Swords. Sounds very masculine. <laughs> it's kind of a masculine energy. If this card denotes a person... He will be a prof uh, professional with a cold heart, but with a clear mind. If this card represents a situation, which is probably more yeah. what we're looking for, situation, you will need swift, accurate thinking and eloquent words. You may be standing on the edge of a long-awaited spiritual breakthrough. <gasps> Y'all! Yeah. We're here for we were, the spiritual breakthrough. We were talking about a spiritual breakthrough earlier. Oh, my we it was it was definitely like the most spiritual experience I think I've had it's beautiful in a while yeah. and I had smoked a little bit of weed before but I, other than weed I was sober yeah like all of this was just like yeah it, I I I boggled my own mind that day I did not think I was capable of that <laughs> so That's... if I'm capable of it you are capable of it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. We everyone all, is capable of this. We all, like we said before, we all have, we all have our superpowers. They're all inside of us. Yes. Um, it's working on, uh, working on those inner narratives. You know, and, and finding those that will help you tap into your yeah. finding what path helps you to work on your inner narratives. Like what, what, what avenue is best for that? Is it you know therapy? Is it spirituality? Is it you know, like, I mean, I feel like it's therapy for most of us. Like, I think we all could, we all need, we all need therapy, you know? I mean, if not verbal therapy or, like, psychology therapy, there's mm -hmm. body work, there is, um, like, substance use therapies, there, there is art therapy, like, there's music therapy, there is a therapy for every yeah. shape, color, there's... size, flavor, for everyone like every issue every every everything out there yeah every challenge every yeah um what was i gonna say oh one of the things that helps me with working on my inner narrative is uh my one of my therapists got me you know got helped me start this habit is asking where where did that come from 
when I have mm-hmm. a when I have an inner dialogue going on or I have an inner narrative that's particularly negative, like really stop sometimes physically. Yeah. Stopping. Yeah. And going and even if you have to do it audibly, going, Who's saying that? What who what, was saying that? What my therapist did with me is what part is speaking right now. Yeah. yeah. And and what part needs to be listened to more. Yes, exactly. That, that's exactly right. What part yeah. is speaking for me? It's uh, so much of it was like, who's saying that? Okay. I'm saying this about myself because I feel this way because, Oh, cause my dad would say that, you know? Yeah. Um, there, I mean, a, a prime example is like, uh, you know, like how I eat a lot of what I eat. Uh, there was so, so long. It was like really like basically like not eating enough for my, for, for myself because, and I was like, where's that coming from? And it was like, you know, my dad, my dad's voice making fun of how much I ate, you know? And it was like, where's that, where's that coming from? Where's, why am I feeling this way? What voice is saying that? Where's that coming from? Oh, it's my father. Should he be listened to? Absolutely not. You know, is this the thing that's benefiting me? Absolutely not. Okay, cool. This is an inner narrative I need to start working on. You don't yeah. just you don't just flip a switch. You just recognize that's an inner narrative that's not serving me. Yeah. How can I change that? You know? And and something else maybe I don't know if we have time for it. Yeah, we do. Two um, minutes. So something else that has helped me too is like thinking about instead of trying to shut up one of the parts or one of the voices that's speaking at the moment it's about making everyone all of the parts more comfortable oh okay yeah, so yeah. it's not like oh, shut that's... up you've had your turn it's like it's this person's time to yeah. speak now it's their turn yeah. to speak right yeah. now <laughs> it's our turn <laughs> and so like yeah the so the whole goal of finding inner harmony is being able to listen to everyone I thought I love I think that is a great note to end on I think that's beautiful about that is absolutely beautiful I'm I know what I'm going to be taking away from this is learning that like oh it's I don't have to run around and try to get all of those inner narrative voices to be quiet I need to learn I need to have a conversation with them I need to sit down and try to see how we can all live in harmony because they're there yeah and they're they're there there. every second for your benefit too though like they are not something to be fought they're not something to to work against like yeah it's a collaborative effort it will require all of them to cooperate and understand whose turn it is to speak i think and that takes time oh a lot of time and a lot of work a lot of work mentioned last week uh something that i learned from um from noel the the host of mother tucker the show right uh, before ours the um the like re reworking your inner narrative so going back into situations in your life and replaying it how it should have yeah. played out really helps to work with that inner narrative. And that's kind of how I view like <clears throat> sitting down with that, that traumatized child and going, Hey, let's, let's replay this, but how it should have happened. Like, yeah. this is what should have happened. Let's come to a, let's, let's sit here and, and, and discuss and talk until we can come to an agreement of what should have happened. Yeah. And then we'll know how to live together. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's all about living together. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's, uh, that is, fucking incredible concept i cannot wait to just like dissect in it's my own coming I love it, it is coming love for it. you you know like yeah i don't know what it is about this time or this year or right this moment but it feels like everything is just escalating for the better yeah. like the wheels have 
been heavy and they've slowly been turning this whole time but now it's like the slope has downhill mm-hmm. a little bit and it's getting some picking up steam what, yeah. yeah totally and things just seem to be shifting for everyone yeah. for the better truly yeah. i i that means for you too everybody Absolutely. that's All listening <laughs> we love it we love thank you this you. has been amazing thanks for listening you thanks can find humble, us on our air. socials yeah like yeah. thanks for humblehotair.org you can look listen to that that's where you're listening right now if you're listening um thanks for giving us this opportunity yeah um, you can find us on uh on um instagram it's our turn pod uh on instagram and we are officially the podcast is officially up and running Woo! yeah it's i on, listened to the first episode on freaking spotify it's, it's so weird to hear my own voice <laughs> on spotify it it's hard it's 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 really strange for me it's so um, cool but yeah it's available on you can always listen to it on podbean the app or the website we're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple um, Podcasts, Shit. all of them. So wherever, so those three places. I don't want to say wherever your podcasts are found. I'm still working on, but those ones, yeah. you you can go listen to. We have the first two episodes uploaded right now that you can listen to, and I'm working on getting. I'm going to start working on getting the rest of the episodes up there as soon as possible. Yeah, and getting on a rotation. So uh, yeah, in our own time. Absolutely. Just. And, and you can always email us as well. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. If you have yeah. questions, comments, concerns, please give us your feedback. Yeah, we we want to know it. what you, what is resonating with you. And, and DM us on Instagram too. You can, you can message yeah. us. Um, one of us will see it. Yeah. Aiden will see it. <laughs> Thanks Aiden. We're Shout gonna... out to all of your technical <laughs> abilities.